This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Ring, 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 New theme, new song. Okay, scrap, scrap the song at the beginning. Ring, 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 Beautiful thing to start your Monday morning or whatever day it is, wherever you are. Hello, phone a friend fans. Welcome. Uh, George, my friend, um, I want to say something at the top of the podcast because uh, we're recording this on Monday. The uh, episode, a new episode came out today and a few people have pointed something out to me. Uh, we alluded to the PATH proposal um, and then never actually clarified what had happened. So a lot of people took that to mean it was bad news. And I just want to say that Peter and Amelia are very happily engaged and the PATH proposal went, I mean, as well as one could hope. It was a gorgeous time for all and... See you oh. in Vegas, baby. Oh yeah, get go, 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 um, get that my office costume down to the dry cleaners. For the, oh um, yeah, because it's for the so dirty. It's disgusting. Yeah, for, don't get into that. Yeah, yeah well, you, you kept saying you wanted it to be accurate, and you're doing Elvis as you would be now. Yeah, yeah, it's a very niche product I sell. A wise man say, but it's me as a. How old would you be? A hundred and thirty. Is no fucking way would Elvis be 130. I don't know. Wait, hold on. Elvis Presley. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so what is it? 2021 minus 130. That would mean that Elvis was born in 1891. <laughs> listen, man. I know he's from a different time, but... He was born in 1935, so he would be, you know, 90, 80, he'd but be old, I told man. you, it's a niche product. It's a niche product, and I am Elvis. I do, uh, you can hire me to perform as 130-year-old Elvis, <laughs> and I only sing, Wise men say, only yeah. fools rush in. And, but it's, it's uh, yeah, niche product. There yeah, you go. extremely niche. Um I love the idea of a. I mean, I know that even if he was 130, he still wouldn't necessarily be Victorian. But the a, a Victorian Elvis, I think he mm. sort of like you know Sweeney Todd. Uh, mm. If Elvis was sort of knocking about in that sort of vibe, mm. something to think about um, to the listeners out there. That is my personal IP. Um, I own the rights to that, so. Don't, mm. you know, if I want to do yeah, something with don't. it, that's my choice. Victor- Victorian Elvis. Victorian Elvis, something to think about. Definitely worth thinking about yeah. at, length. Um, at length. George, my friend, how are you doing on this, for me, gorgeously sunny afternoon? Oh, man. Right, here here we go. I'm going to tell you how I am. Um, I'm and you're going to you do it this... in the form of a limerick. A limerick. There once was a boy from Hartford. Okay. There once was a boy from Hartford. Uh, who? Um, I mean, I want to say got wood, but I don't. At no, the same no, time, no, no, no yeah, no. no. Me neither. Actually, I um, I think it's fair to say the limerick. You need to drop that. 
hope of me ever just having a limerick off the top of my head it's not working i've got faith Um, in you man i'm sorry you're a creative guy bright future right tell me how you're doing and tell me however you like okay the headlines are i have been a very sad and unhappy young man for the Mm. last six days but then the sun has you know, come up and today is a new day and there has been a shift, I would also like to say, and we know this, but that um, that's just that when I look back, that's the thing that stands out. There has mm. always been, mo- there's also been moments where I've been, you know, smiling and and genuinely content, but, mm-hmm. uh, but they have been fleeting moments and... Dominant feeling, I, um, sad vibes. Yeah, yeah, man. And that is definitely not helped by the fact that I am not sleeping at all Mm. it's uh gotten silly and that's you know we all know our um defenses are down and um i feel as if there's obviously something going on inside me that's that i'm covering up with the with other bullshit more um like readily available uh torment that i'm used to (laughs) it's like a more comfortable and familiar torment so there's obviously something that at the minute my day-to-day brain can't quite grasp something so new instead, maybe or mysterious yeah i think so do you know what i think i have a inkling as to what it is i don't think it's of interest to the gorgeous public of me trying to like hash out what that is here i have an idea um but it's very it's uh, abstract it's a, and it's you know i i kind of i go to grab it and it's like my fingers pass through mm-hmm. it and when i bring my hand back there's nothing mm-hmm. But um, as I said, they're kind of more immediate. So yeah, I've been filling that space with a lot of um, familiar nonsense in my mind. Mm. Um, and but why is that worth me saying? It's because it's been very intense, um, and so that's where I've been. But I would say circumstances have changed even ever so minutely, and conversations I've been having with people they help. These mm-hmm. things help, and um, today, ah, oh, dude, yeah, I feel world's better. Did, um, would you? Is this the first, uh, the first sort of good day after a run of bad days overall? Yeah, I, I would say yesterday was, and I think that something happened yesterday where it made me realise that, and I can only speak for myself now, but that when I'm in the middle of a low there's no way to operate other than being quite selfish i find and not intentionally but the conversations i have with the people around me are about about me and about where Mm. i'm at and how can we help that and and you're not um you're not in tune with the world around you in the way that you normally are and so you drop the ball and you you don't ask after others as much or you do and at the time it's almost like that makes sense to me in a a way it's like this is panic stations in a way it's like a, Um, a, a sort of defense it's like yeah like an armadillo or whatever it is that um yeah curls up in a balls like i need to do this right now to protect myself yeah and it's never it's not an intentional thing and i don't think anyone if anybody that resonates with them that's listening i don't think it's something that then should be you should Feel beat yourself guilty, up for. no no yeah no i think that you're just you're, you're you lose sight of the periphery and you're focused so intensely on this thing Mm-hmm. Um, but something happened yesterday where I was kind of shaken out of that in the form of somebody else's struggle. Somebody that I know and love is going through something, and it was quite obvious to me that the only thing to do was to step up and be there for them. And then you go, and this is a, I'm sure this is a well known thing, but it's to have somebody to care for or, or somebody else to look after helps an awful lot mm. and then also and it's made me think well george there's always someone in your circle that you can be there for look after whether no matter how they're feeling it's like the service for others is a really it's a fulfilling thing mm-hmm. and not in a um you know aren't i great but you go ah like, oh, that with there's this yeah so that's how it takes you out, um, outside of yourself i mean like yeah obviously it is good um in many ways for the other person but it's also on a selfish level good for the person yeah. for, for for uh you're looking after number one at the same time as yeah. putting an arm around number two yeah yeah and um so that's part of it um i the thing you said about 
I mean, selfish. It seems selfish seems like a kind of loaded word, but uh, when you are at a low ebb, it is very difficult to consider the things going on around you. Mm. I think that I I make things a lot worse for myself by by really punishing myself for that instead of sort of calmly mm. accepting it as to a certain extent inevitable and you know something that is maybe necessary at that time. I instead, it's all very. Well, like, for example, you know, when I'm feeling uh, particularly depressed, I find it very hard to speak to, uh, well, anyone really, but particularly, you know, replying to texts, phone calls, talking to my family, I find that really difficult to do because... I know how I'm going to be in that conversation. It doesn't feel like I'm going to be necessarily the best version of myself. And in, mm. and instead of just saying like, look, you need some time. If you told those people, if you explained, they would most likely understand. Of course. Um, yeah. Instead of doing that, it's like, wow, what you are. Why can't this? This is your family. They love you. Why are you unable mm. to put your own stuff to one side? Um, but, you know easier said than done my own stuff is the stuff that surrounds me at all times mm. every day so so i think that for, for me personally if i could um again well, i know we say this all the time but if i could look at myself the way i am looking at you for example my dear friend who mm. i think deserves the time to to be reflective and to think about themselves when mm. they're having a tough time if i could do that to myself it would solve a lot of problems but again well, it would revolutionize the work i know absolutely yeah that's the main thing it would get people crunching numbers harder faster mm. stronger and that's the most important thing to me um, it really is as your old man used to say yeah as my old man used to say crunching numbers harder faster stronger is the most important thing to me lad yeah ruffle your hair ruffle my hair yeah um well george i'm i'm sorry to hear you've had a tough week and the sleep really does not help um again it's the no, uh snake eating its own asshole or whatever the phrase is because we don't know where the snake's <laughs> tongue begins and the and you know the asshole ends and that sort of thing um yeah because it's it's been it's been a it's felt like a sick joke because I've been going and exerting myself in the day um, and I'm working towards a deadline at the minute um, which is on my mind and I get into bed I've been leaving my phone downstairs from nine p.m. I turn it off which has been brilliant because I've been reading and just being there and it gets to a point at about eleven p.m. where it's it's taking everything I've got to keep my baby blue eyes just open. You know, it's like they just all they want to do is close and just Those you know, just baby blues. Call it a night. Yeah. Well, you know, and uh, and, and they um, need. Uh, sorry, but I just oh want to say they word, need yeah. their good their their uh, beauty sleep because. Uh, well, I think they lose their spark when I'm tired. It, I think exactly. they go more grey blue. Exactly, and, and I yeah. when I uh, you know have spent time with you in the past or on occasion one or two times, I have spotted. I can tell immediately he's had a solid nine hours because mm. those baby blues. I mean, mm. I want to say iridescent. Oh. I want to say they twinkle iridescently sometimes, and other times, mm. yeah, they look like shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do look kind of grey dishwater. Yeah, and worse than that. Uh, yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah. um, so your baby blues, uh, just all they want to do is they want to go to sleep, and I go, fine, I'll put the book down. It's time for sleep. Here we go. This is going to be bang. incredible. And then you know, half past four in the morning comes around, and I'm singing the blues, you know. <laughs> and um i just i've got a harmonica out in bed and i'm just you know um i mean that please yeah, somebody that won't help and help me yeah, yeah i i can say um, with some certainty that blast, blast of the harmonica in the middle of the night is not gonna help but you know we've all got our coping mechanisms um mm. and perhaps that's just one of yours my boy um mm. Well, you said that you have a deadline looming that is on your mind. How oh, no. much of that is 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 what is uh, you know causing you grief? Well, I'm sure think? it is. I, I, it's, I don't think it's the deadline itself because I think I work well with deadlines and I think I'm actually you know on track and then some. I think we're kind of doing very well for what needs to be done. When um, I think 
and I don't know how much sense this will make, but it makes sense to me subconsciously. I know what comes after delivering an album and it's the promoting and touring of a record mm. and it's a very unique existence I find and it's one that I um, I love and find very difficult mm. at times mm. um, and I think that that is part of it I am preempting this is my body's version of a running jump um, <laughs> and it's kind of um, just let's get you used to feeling uh, shit low for, and for the stressed next 18 months yeah and let's get you used to being able to smile under any circumstance oh, my friend my boy oh, I know I know but you know what right here this is the thing I don't want anybody listening to think I begrudge any of this it's just I'm observing this almost as an outsider that this is the way I am behaving around it. I am uh, I am nervous about it because it is it's and it's this is all relative to my life and circle. But, but you're it, allowed, to, it's George. A huge let's just let's just say here, even if it mm. wasn't uh, mm. stressful and difficult and required mm. a lot of work, which it. It, that is the situation but even if it wasn't even if it was as you know some people may see like you know very, just the the glamorous part mm. then your reaction to it would still be valid and mm. regardless of what the uh, material circumstances are like it's making you feel a certain way and and yes of course the truth is is that it is a big undertaking so you're allowed to feel these things i, w I wish i could stare yeah. into those baby blues <laughs> yeah. and tell you that uh, my I man know, i'm I here and i want to hear it. i want to hear it when you feel this way you shouldn't yeah. feel like you have to pretend it's all ding 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 because sometimes yeah, yeah. it's ding 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 I know. Well, I know, man. And it's not even that it, it's just that it's, there's not much of a practice run around it. And so you, you throw yourself into it. And the first day of like floodgates. Uh, yeah, there's no like, and and my this frustrates my manager, but there is a way, and it I've, it kind of makes me a little bit sad when I say it out loud. But I have done with both of my previous albums. I see it separate to my life, mm. so I see it as like a thing. At the end of this thing, there's my life, mm. you know. So you kind and of tune out thing. for a bit. Yeah, and but that's no good for anybody. And the, the the fact is, whether I like it or not, it is that is my life. And and you know, waiting in Terminal Five for a flight is just as much living as you know being sat around a bonfire with your friends. Those two things are both reality. And instead of, I mean, one um, is definitely better. I, I think it's yeah. Fair to fuck say. yeah. Um, <laughs> I love Terminal but, Five. Yeah, sorry, go on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I um I don't, like, do. You know what? And this isn't because I, I promise this isn't because I'm trying to skirt the conversation or but it, I don't want to get hung up on it now because I I think a lot of it is me making sense of it and I think okay if there's one way no no but not just to shut it down but I think that there's it can seem like well you've been doing this for almost 10 years and it is something you should be familiar with now but because if we take for example the fact that I have seen both records as two um, separate kind of periods of whatever it's been, it means that I'm only going into it for the third time. I don't feel mm. like a pro. I don't mm -hmm. feel like, ah, oh, and this is what happens. It feels like I've only done it something twice before. Yeah. Um, and so that's a nerve-wracking thing. I think there's a, you know, God, when you, I, I can't explain it. My foot touches a stage and I'm able to perform. And, I, and so that's a part of me and I can't... Mm. Well, pretend it isn't yeah and that's why it was such an issue when you were on those crutches because yeah a lot of the time your feet were off the stage and you found yourself rudderless yeah and then it will exactly. you lower the foot you get on the stool and just <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but anyway look i i hope i i i hear you ollie and i i never um take it for granted i really appreciate what you say you know when you you kind of give me the space to feel whatever it is i need to feel around it and i hope that you know the gorgeous public mm -hmm. uh, god love them mm -hmm. um can appreciate that uh this is just a young man trying to figure it out well um like you said yeah. it, it, i i i think um a lot of it is probably the kind of whiplash between uh, mm. you know, normal life, if you want to call it that, and this 
very different, very intense, but relatively, in terms of the rest of your life, short period. Mm. Um, mm. And it's this like con. It can. I'm, I imagine it can feel like um, you know it's such a big change, and it happens very quickly, as you say. It's like the 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 taps on, and it's bang, bang, bang. Um, mm. Hello, Mister Piers Morgan. Um, mm. And you're nodding, and those baby blues are looking grayer than ever. Um, mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's another. You know, for that's another confusing kind of reference that will be brought up from here on out. I think there's going to be people like watching you on Sunday brunch, going like, "God, his eyes don't off look grey." Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, also, there'll be like. A radio presenter that says, like, so you say your eyes change colour when you're sad? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, yeah, sick. And no, this is great. And watch the, them dull yeah. as, the, as you answer that question. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, my lord. So I think that's a part of everything going on inside me. I think there's a, hey, as ever and with all of us, you know, I think there's many different things at play. Um, contrary young man and <laughs> try to figure it out, baby. Um, that's all we can do. But also, Holly, this is the uh, kind of the segue that I have wanted to avoid. But there's a conversation that is necessary to have. Um, for our beautiful listeners, mm-hmm. the public. Another thing that is looming is a project um, that I was supposed to be involved with last year and was obviously uh, put to bed because of COVID. Um, and we have been given the all clear to get going with the project as of next month. And no matter how I try and cut it, when I try and divvy up what the days look like once the project gets underway, I think we are going to have to take a PATH hiatus. Uh, uh, oh my God, there's going to be teacups shattering I all over the world, know. dropping their saucers. Oh, um, goodness gracious me. Um, I know. Yes, but... So I don't know what... what. Yes, if there's anything you would like to say or ask me about that, Ollie, now... Uh, well, look, what I should say is that I support my dearest friend. I want mm. my dearest friend to be able to focus on you know an exciting project that i'm excited about to to see what happens with that sounds yeah. that sounds more no, i don't mean it like that i'm excited to see it the end no product. it's brilliant mate I, I hear what you're saying like, um, like yeah and uh of course i think we're both going to miss the gorgeous public the interactions with the gorgeous public um mm. but you know we'll come back and we'll well this is it I, th- I think like the the we've obviously found in this podcast and i mean for me and you ollie something that is has been worth our energy and time because we both love it mm-hmm. and um it's the one thing i've ever been involved with and i know i've said this before that i um i feel most myself in mm-hmm. uh actually which is that's in itself for me is that's a big deal an important thing yeah fuck yeah and i think also it's given me a confidence going into future projects to be more myself people will accept it yeah with some caveats yeah (laughs) yeah. um so look i and also now i have to do that fucking annoying thing and i get annoyed when artists that i like do this but it's like i can't say too much about it um i can't say anything at all which i know is an annoying thing and i'm sorry but um rest assured yeah if um, if we could continue doing it we would um and you know it's a a little a little uh break and you can save up your emails and then go fucking ham on us and also of course uh when we come back there will be some retooling um a few changes oh. need to be made. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I've been passed this letter from my lawyer, the messenger boy. Okay. Um, that says, and it does have your signature at the bottom here. Is George. it written in? Is it written in old English? Uh, yeah, it is. 
<laughs> it is, it is, it is. And so that's, but it's also, then it's been uh, translated for me into okay, normal English. Thank fuck. Um, and yeah, it's got your signature here at the bottom, George. I don't know if you, but anyway, uh, all this to say, uh, the messenger boy will be taking a slightly larger role in the show when it comes back. <laughs> That if that is what the message says, then my um my signature has been forged because I would not have signed that. Well, what the message says is uh, some of the responsibilities that I currently have will now be passed on to the messenger boy, including being the co-host of the podcast, and some of the things <laughs> that he does uh, are on me. I mean, as you know, listeners will know from the past few weeks, I've already been doing. Uh, some of his tasks, like being the messenger boy, essentially. But um, I have to say, due to th- just maybe some mistakes on my part uh, legally, um, there are <laughs> there are certain things that are out of my control now, and uh-huh. he has been making me kiss his boots. Well, first he made me buy him oh. boots, and then I had to kiss the fuck out of them. And he keeps telling me to use more tongue. <laughs> and <laughs> Okay, okay. So look, when we return, hopefully some of this will have been resolved. Uh, I think I am allowed to say that this is not how I want it to go down. I think that's... Okay, I'm being told I am not allowed to say that. Uh, (laughs) So this is great news. We'll see what happens. Um, And also we should say that I... I, uh, Is... are we doing one more episode after this or no? Wait, what? Yeah, no. Well, look, in true Path Style listeners, um, the the actual date when <laughs> we're we, we we the last episode is uncertain. <laughs> so it's <laughs> so just going to happen. one or two more to be had. Um, but I think it's so, probably good to, uh, to, exactly. to get people set up because, I mean, I'm not pretending this is going to necessarily ruin anyone's lives but we do have (laughs) some absolutely wonderful listeners out there who i know very much enjoy getting in touch every week and we just want to tell you guys that we will still be there and um this is just a brief uh hiatus is quite i i quite like you know being on hiatus makes me feel quite important somehow mm. because like mm. only important things go on hiatus other things it's just like oh it stopped for a bit so what we don't give a shit didn't didn't even notice yeah, but us yeah. we're it's a big capital h hiatus well do you remember i don't know if you'll remember this um blink 182 we were- going on hiatus and then eventually uh breaking up well not quite okay. but jamie jamie t after his first and his yeah. second record, as I remember, he would just disappear, but with no real... Well, certainly any of the like, like corners I was looking in for any news. If you went on his website, mm. it would just there would just be a whatever the last post was. Yeah. And then like Radio three years, silence. and then you'd go, oh, I will just go and check on Jamie T's website. I bet his publicist hated it. Yeah, <laughs> but as an, I, I will say as a fan... I, I do I, admire I, it. I loved to, ha- I, you know, loved and hated it because I was like, Jamie, I'm, you know, chomping at the bit here. Yeah. What's going on? But equally, I was like, guys, fucking. That cool. is cool, dude. Um, yeah. But we haven't got it in it in us to be that cool. Um, no. So, no, you no, know, no. We'll, we'll, we'll keep you up to date as, as soon as we know what's going on. Um, but uh, I think that while we're talking about the gorgeous public, it might be nice to just do a little shout out um, because I saw a wonderful thing happening, which was that, uh, George, do you know what Discord is or are you too old for that? No, do you know what? I saw that um, Phone a Friend podcast now has a Discord Yeah, and it made me, well, if I, it made me feel uncomfortable. Okay, well, it's... Because I, it, I don't know what it is. <laughs> Basically, it's like, I mean, I don't know, back in the day, I was big on the forum scene. I was uh, um, on message boards for Invader Zim, the cartoon. <laughs> uh, okay. Basically, we would just like talk about which episode like, was the best um, and okay. post gifts of Gurr, who was like a little robot. Anyway, this is like that, but for us, but 
it's a little community of people who like the podcast, who are just chatting about various disparate things. But the thing I mm. saw that uh, I, you know, put a, a big smile on my face was that someone posted saying that they were hard of hearing and they were wondering if there were was uh, wondering if there were transcriptions of the episodes. And I said, unfortunately, not. We don't, you know, we don't have the 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 resources for that. And the PATH community has decided to come together and there are people who are going through and transcribing every single episode, including, you know, bits where we talk about... I mean, someone is going to have to at some point write, George says, Iwe, 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 Izzy, Izzy, Izzy. <laughs> but oh, yeah. all of this Izzy, to say... Izzy, oh, Izzy, don't make that job any harder. <laughs> But I just thought that was a lovely thing. And there are a few other people who uh, said that they were interested in this because either they're hard of hearing or that English isn't their first language. So they sort of need like a path cheat sheet. Um, Mm. And these very kind people with admittedly maybe too much time on their hands um, have decided to get stuck in and provide, um, which Mm. I thought was a lovely gesture and just shows that the gorgeous public really are gorgeous inside and out. Oh, don't we know it. Don't um, we know it, my friend. Ollie, I'm just taking a moment here to breathe, take a breath. And I realised I've come into this week's episode like a steamroller, a freight train in the night, and I haven't asked you, my dear friend, how are you? Oh, my dearest friend, don't you worry about that, because I don't know if you remember this. But we have discussed this very thing. When one is going through a thing, it's it's sometimes nice. It, I, sometimes good to to just reflect on that. Um, oh, yeah. But I appreciate you asking. And here's what I'll say: uh, There's been good times. There's been bad times. Good days and bad days, man. And um, <laughs> I gotta say, I'm I'm. I'm finding the the sort of uh, meat of the day, uh, those long hours in between morning coffee and nighttime crime podcast. Um, oh, God. Yeah, sorry. I knew you wouldn't like that. But the time in between, which some would say is, you know, like actual life, uh, is uh, feeling very tough. Um, mm. low, low vibes here. Um, but today... Again, kind of similar to you, George. Today the sun was out. Uh, Ratty and I went out for a little bit, and today I'm feeling better. And mm. and that will, you know, that will linger, I'm sure. And if I even if tomorrow is not as good, at least I know that good days do happen. They and they're often closer than it may seem. Yeah. Um, and I, I've been playing a lot of Tony Hawk's, which ha- m- <gasps> means that... Have you really? Yeah, man. Big time. Which one? Well, so they've remade the uh, one and two, uh, but it's like basically identical, but like cool graphics and that. So oh, Pro Skater 1 and 2, I've been absolutely smashing it. And oh, with the same soundtrack. Okay, well, this, this is what I wanted to talk about. I've got a stream of early 2000s sort of pop punk going around my head um oh. a lot of them are the same there are a few additions for example uh shut down by skeptors now in there uh it is skeptor isn't it <laughs> yeah yeah um so there are a few additions but there's also you know uh billy talent less than jake some of the some of the names oh. that i remember from that time that have faded away. I mean, it's made me reflect on the fact that there really, truly was a time, not that long ago, where Scar was a dominant, sort of powerful force on, in, in the, the pop, pop scene. scene. <laughs> 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 Fucking bizarre. I got in the car yesterday and um, put the radio on. I can't remember what station it was. And there was a Calypso cover of um, Cat Stevens' um, <laughs> Wild World. And I just... Uh, I, I, was, I was halfway through and singing along quite loudly down this country lane. And then I was like, what the, the fuck, fuck is this? <laughs> and what, who's opted to play this over 
the, the original, for example, the yes. original, yeah. The fucking weird world, man. But oh well, yeah, it's a fucking wild world. It's a fucking wild world, man. <laughs> well, as the Calypso band said. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean that era where there was that weird mix of like sort of pop punk. It was like skaters who liked ska, which is an interesting combo. Um, yeah. Like the Aquabats is one I remember, and also uh, Ran- Rancid, I think they were called. Um, yeah, who yeah. had a big hit. I can't remember what it was called, but uh, like that sort of era. And I gotta say, at the time when I was what uh, seven or eight, I thought that these guys with wallet chains and ripped jeans playing a trombone were fucking cool, man. I thought they were cool mm. as fuck, and maybe they are. Maybe they are. They will all. It all comes back round, doesn't it? I mean, maybe this will be the renaissance of, um, you know, von Dutch hats and, <laughs> and you know, novelty scar records. And if so, you know, Ollie well, MN will be front and center at the queue. Well, all I all I'll say, George, is I don't know how much the the album three is locked in, but if if yes, if you can, not too late. I'd say go back mm. to the fucking drawing board and. Mm. Let's get some fucking horns in. Well, maybe there are already horns, but let's get some horns in that are going like. (laughs) 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 So I do a Skark um, covers album of all all of you know the songs you love and you know and love from Jeff Ezra, but in Skark reimagined with a Skark twist. Well, you know what's happening for next week. I think we may have a jingle or two coming on. <laughs> George, Ollie Men and George Ezra Plays sit the down classics. For, Scar, for their Scar podcast. Yes, our Scar <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Fucking hell. Uh, Go out, the future's well, bright. Can we, um, can we take a minute, can we take this opportunity to invite our dear friend, the messenger boy... Well, um... Oh, is he still... Let me just... Sorry. Uh, Okay. uh, The messenger boy is too busy to appear on uh, this week's episode of Phone a Friend, but um, fortunately... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry. It's just hit me how fucking ridiculous... The messenger boy is, is uh, but I love it. Wow, I love what? it, and I want to change I mean, it for the world. Yeah, there's certainly been a. The tables have turned somewhat, um, and I've yeah, I've been up and down the country, the the world, uh, hunting down those messages. My feet are cracked and broken and blue, and I'm not mm. talking that baby blue. I'm talking no. sort of. Um, rancid blue and and, and again mm. i'm not talking the hit scar band um mm. hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. But it's all worth it because we've got some wonderful emails from the gorgeous public this week. Um, mm. We put a little uh, flare out. No, that's not the phrase. We put a. Uh, we asked for emails about school and the transition back to school. Of course. Um, and we've had loads. Unfortunately, we can't read them all, but um, thank you very much for everyone who sent them because I feel, I don't know how you feel, George, but I feel totally out of the loop about that world at the moment um, and how it must feel uh, for, for teachers, for students, for everyone. So getting these emails has helped me to kind of see it from that perspective. Um, Yeah. Just wait a second, because I'm just going to recline in my seat a little bit while you um, share these. I'm going to close my eyes and take them in. Okay, my friend. Email for you, my lord. News from the East, sire. 
this email has just come in, my lord. So, this is from Ashley, and it says, Hi, George and Ollie. I'm a primary school teacher, and I saw your message about wanting to hear about the transition from online to in-person schooling. I remember sitting in the staff room about a year ago, debating whether we would finish one week earlier for the Easter holidays, and here we are, a whole 12 months later, having had the year of nightmares. I teach year two, so the kids in my class are age six and seven, and my school is in quite a deprived area. Many of the children rely on school as their safe place, a place where they will have a hot meal and be cared for. Our job as teachers is not only to teach, but to safeguard their lives both in school and at home, so having this time away from school has been conflicting. On the one hand, we need to keep safe, but the detriment to their safety and well-being has been clear to see. Throughout lockdown, me and my colleagues have been in school looking after the vulnerable and key worker children, which amounted to a quarter of the children in year two, while at the same time being expected to teach online lessons, record videos, for children at home, phone call home and do home visits often. I now know where all of the children's homes are and I have delivered devices and paper copies of work and food vouchers often. Your podcast has accompanied me on many of these deliveries, so thank you. Okay, let's take a little break to say the thank the thanks are going <laughs> all the way back to you, Ashley, because what we have what have we done? We have I've spoken to one of my dear close friends once a week. Uh, and with you, a microphone. With a microphone, admittedly. No, that, uh, you know what, George, that's true. I hadn't thought about that. With a microphone. Yeah. So actually, yeah. you're welcome, Ashley. Um, <laughs> every time... Okay. Every time I visited, the children were desperate to return to school, even the ones who aren't normally that keen. The live lessons started off with enthusiastic faces staring back at me and ended with tears because they missed their friends and wanted to be back in school. Uh, It was horrible to see their deflated little faces worn down by these circumstances. And I had parents phoning me asking for support because their children's behavior had nosedived and they didn't know what to do. Many of the children I teach come from families who don't speak much English, and parents felt guilty that they weren't able to educate their children because of the language barrier. I had many phone calls with them to offer reassurance that their best was good enough. Finally, a few weeks ago, the children all returned. They were so happy to be back. We have the same lockdown restrictions as we had throughout September to to December, and the children feel comfortable being in the classroom again. They're very behind with their learning. Many children commented, I've not picked up a pencil since Christmas, and you can tell. But that's really not what is important. They will pick things up as they go. Their attainment isn't my main focus right now. We're just trying to get back into the swing of things and the routines of school life. Since being back, we're spending lots of time talking about our emotions and checking in with each other. Many of the parents are struggling at the moment, and this rubs off on the children, so their emotional well-being is at the forefront of every day. We have a feelings wall with feelings monsters that they use to express how they feel. It's really useful to start conversations and make our mental health more central to our thinking. My TA and I move our names on the feeling wall too. I've been on the sad monster once or twice. And the children then help each other to feel happier or just listen to what they each have to say. Some of them might not want to explain themselves and that's okay too. But they all have the opportunity and know it's okay to have different feelings. I think I speak for most teachers when I say we are so glad to be back. As much as the children can drive me mad sometimes, it's lovely to be reunited and know they are okay. Can't wait for the Easter holidays though. Sorry for my big ramble. I got a bit carried away. Thanks so much for the podcast and for cheering me up on my drive to work. All hail Jackson. Um, uh, uh, you know, there's a lot in that email, of course, but I think the main takeaway being that there are lots of teachers, parents, and children that are uh, very happy to be back in school for various different reasons. Mm. And um, you know, Ashley is clearly a very um, uh, committed and thoughtful teacher so i'm sure these kids are very lucky to have yeah. her and I'm a, I'm a fan of the feelings wall i feel like i might need to get a feelings wall um yeah i like the sound of that the monsters is any way that we can try and help and not just children but way of communicating how we're feeling mm-hmm. and like how, how i felt this last week is can't put my finger on it exactly but then given the opportunity to go well which one of these it's like yes. almost you you, like you narrow, narrow it, it down. down. Yeah, yeah. What is it? Yeah. Hey, hey, yeah, Jinx, Jinx. Oh, actually, it's that Jinx. Personal. Ah. Um, <laughs> Ashley, for the love of God, don't go changing. And um, thank, thank you, you very much for all that you're doing in the world. Yes, this is from 
James. James says, hi there, my beautiful podcast laddos. Uh, I'm a 16-year-old student in Scotland, currently in S5 or year 12 in school. And from my own personal experience, I can tell you that the transition back has been very difficult. My first week back was filled with lots of confusion and anxiety. Personally, I'm enjoying seeing other people again. When speaking to others, however, it's clear that a lot of people preferred the time, uh, the mass amounts of alone time that came with home learning. And one of my friends brought up the fact that they felt as though they were more comfortable in their personality and style when they were doing that. I'm sorry if this is a huge ramble and I sound very stupid, but that's my experience with going back. Well, James, you do not sound stupid at all and you have nothing to apologize for. I think it must be a very weird one because... On the one hand, well, I guess the key thing is it's going to be so different for so many people. There are a lot of people that will have found homeschooling and lockdown, not having to go into school, easier and comforting. And now they have to transition back. And even if people found it difficult and are excited to go back, it's still, it's a bit like we were talking about earlier with you, George, but it's like suddenly you're going from one way of living to an extremely different one and Mm. you're expected to just take it in your stride and just bang you can turn it on and turn it off Mm. but these are big changes and in in james's email at least it seems people are talking about how they're feeling yes which i think is very important and and you know maybe be be a little kinder to the people around you at school because some people are going to be finding this transition really hard and just just keep keep in mind that these are tough times for all and a bit of empathy goes a long old way you know what i mean and that's not aimed at james Absolutely. i should say that no not at all a rule for life for all of us mm, true that actually thank you james thank you james and very just much just keep on keeping on my friend and thank you for writing in Yes, thank you to to everyone um, who wrote in. And uh, George, I think... Yes. Yes, answering question. Oh, one sec, I got cramp. Ah! Yeah, let it out, man. So... (laughs) (laughs) So, I think... uh, 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 (laughs) All that remains to be said is thank you very much to everyone for emailing in. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. Um, get in touch. Uh, you know, we there will at least be uh, <laughs> one more episode, maybe more, we don't know. But either way, get in touch. George, how on earth did I do that? Please do get in touch, ladies and gentlemen. Contact at phoneafriendpodcast.com. Yes, and follow us on Instagram at phoneafriendpod. Um We'll keep you updated on everything that's going on there. And George, look. My friends. We got to do it. Oh. What's my fucking dinner, man? Dinner time. Dinner time. Well, you're both, you you know, you and the listeners will be pleased to hear. Oh, no, that's tomorrow night. Um, Okay, okay. No, no, no. no, 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 no. (laughs) Here's what we're going to do, George. We're going to do a little bit of Hollywood movie magic. And let's just, you know, imagine for a second that today is Tuesday. So what's for dinner, man? I'm going to have a pie. Okay. And... Is the pie going to be filled? It's filled with chicken and mushrooms. Okay, so this and... is the big reveal. You are having a chicken and mushroom pie. <laughs> <laughs> is it homemade or you got one from shops? I got one from so the shops. So you are going to take unwrap a chicken and mushroom pie, put it in the oven. Yeah. Wow, yeah. goodness gracious me. And if it takes, and mark my words and believe every single one of them, <laughs> if it demands 40 minutes cooking in the oven, I will stand for the whole 40 minutes <laughs> rubbing my tummy and saying, yes, 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 yum, yum, yum. Okay. And is that what you think not... being a chef is? Yes. And if, and mark my words. If it says one hour, I will stand for one hour rubbing my tummy, saying yes, 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 yum, 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 yum. yum. Yes. Well, I don't know. And 
you know, I won't regret it and I will be living just as I should be. Happy and content in front yes. of my oven. Yeah, you're sounding well. Yeah. Um, you're sounding good. <laughs> I'm not concerned. Um, so yes, tomorrow yes, night yes. you are planning on standing in front of your oven, staring at it, saying... For 40 minutes. Yes, yes, yes. Well, no, no, no. Mark my words, actually, George. Mark. What you said was that it will... No matter it, how Perhaps long. it's 40, perhaps it's one hour, whatever it says. But, I mean, I'm guessing that you just got one of, like, a rustler's pie, and that's a microwave job. No, Two minutes I've done. got Tesco Finest. Okay, not yes, so not yes, Charlie yes. Bingham or whatever. I don't know if you've... No. When I was in the UK over Christmas... Uh, I went to Waitrose and I saw the, I think it's Charlie Bingham, Mr. Charlie Bingham. I know you're listening. Look, your products are good, but £7.50 for a fucking little pie. You're out, mate. Did you buy it? My sister did. Yeah, well, there you go. uh, Well, and do you know what she did? She put it in, in the oven, oven and, said, yes, and she was rubbing yes, her tummy yeah. and she was saying, yes, 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 yes yum, yes, yum, yes. yum. Yeah. So I, anyway. Um, once upon a time, well, just quickly before we say goodbye, and this is as a word of warning, but for any listeners that do want to try looking at the oven saying yes, 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 <laughs> once, and this did happen years ago and it was in a rental property, but I put a pie in the oven mm. and it said 45 minutes and I sat to rubbing my tummy saying, yes, 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 yum, yum, yum. And then the oven door jarred and I couldn't get it open for two and a half hours. Oh. And I had to keep rubbing my belly saying, yes, oh, yes, no. yes, until I could get it open. And then I got, and we've mentioned it already once today, cramping the arm and uh. I'd lost my appetite for my pie. So no, no, no. Okay. Well. So just be make sure your white goods and appliances are not faulty before yes. you even think about committing to a yes, yes, yes. Yes, 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 staring at the oven. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that rental property where that happened, um, hoping they fixed the oven issue so this never, ever, ever, but ever, ever. As, as a word to the landlord, sort your fucking attitude out before the appliances. Yes. That's my that's my uh, one okay. thing I'd say to the... Uh, so, and I don't want to get into it and be, yeah, yeah, let yeah, bygones yeah, yeah, be bygones, yeah, yeah. but fucking sort it out, mate. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. We love the world. We love the people. We love our children. Um, our beautiful <laughs> podcast children. So, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh my word! <laughs> oh my word! Are you okay? Oh, I'm honestly, I am, and I'm just happy to be here, and I'm very grateful to have you as a friend, Ollie, and I'm grateful oh, for the gorgeous the public, and mutual. I'm grateful. You know, yeah, I'm just very happy, and I express it by saying, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" Well, I can't wait for that fucking yeah. pie pick tomorrow. Yeah. Send us a pick yeah. of the pie, okay? Dear pa friends, love you and leave you. Goodbye and good night. Yeah, bye bye, bye bye. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.